Father, I just thank you again right now for your word, Lord. Uh, I know I won't be able to accomplish all that is in these chapters, Lord, Genesis 24 to the 27 chapters. But I pray, oh God, that you would bring out the points that we need to hear and understand today. Oh God, that most of all, we will see in these chapters your amazing love. We'll see your amazing grace. We'll see your amazing favor upon your sons and daughters. And Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the same that the blessing that you had for Abraham and for his household, that blessing is for each of us because we are sons and daughters uh, of that same heritage. We are from the same lineage of Abraham, his spiritual sons and daughters we are, and also from the lineage of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I thank you now. I pray that you would stir every heart. I pray, oh God, that you would just speak as you would desire to speak to us. And Lord, that that living word that you speak to our hearts will set us on fire. And we again would experience your great love. Yes. We love you now. We bless you. We praise you. We lift you up, O King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is your name. In Jesus' name, I pray. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And that's pretty much where I'm coming from. Genesis, beginning at the 24th chapter right on to the 27th so and that's pages 28 to 32 and so rest assured I'm, i will not be able to get through all of this but i'm just going to try to highlight the powerful uh, some powerful points because it's so much here it's just a, again revealing the amazing love of god and so i say good morning to our free spirit worship church family uh, virtual as well as those who are present it is a blessing and an honor to be before you before the living god to come before his sons and daughters and to impart god's life-changing healing words of truth that destroy the attacks of our enemy satan and every evil work the devil is at work church but god's word and his love will drive him out every time through the name and the finished work of Jesus Christ. My prayer today, what, is to take a closer look at Genesis 24 chapters right through the 27th, and of course, make an attempt to reveal the amazing and unfailing love of God. That love being manifested uh, to his people of that time and to us. Uh, how it is, wow, it's amazing. That love is amazing. Good gracious. Yep. And of course, we start here where Abraham was very old. He had seen many years come and go. The eternal one blessed his life in every imaginable way. Can you imagine being blessed in every imaginable way? Anything that you can think of, even the things that you can't think of. God bless this man. Because he had faith, hallelujah, because he trusted God in the time of, of testing, in the time when 
his own son, his very life was at stake. Uh, the Lord accounted unto him faith, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. All right, and that's an uh, an amazing blessing to be able to know that God honors your faith. He didn't uh, he didn't say that you had to have a truckload, but that that just that faith that you have is what God honors and He works with, and the power of the Holy Spirit is at work to help you in your area of need, your area of faith. God knows what, what we need before we ever even ask. He knows, hallelujah. And he knows how to lead and guide us to that. Hallelujah. He knows how to teach us. He knows how to bring us along so that we will be in the place of blessing. All right. Righteousness. With righteousness, you don't have to spend your days and weeks trying to work up enough faith to get your prayers answered. You don't need uh, three dogs barking at midnight or anything in the natural world to confirm that God has heard you. Now, of course, that righteousness you have, it brings freedom. And when the enemy tries what? To use our flesh and tell us what's true. Of course, what's true is when we read God's word. And God's word, his word truly reveals our righteousness it reveals the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. It reveals uh, truth to us. And of course, righteousness boldly what declares that God, what God says, and uh, he protects us from what? The unrighteous thoughts and senses of this world, of this flesh. With righteousness in place, we really can walk in abundant life. We can walk in life and then walk in abundant life. And so this was the situation with Abraham, hallelujah. And as we continue in this lesson, it was about Isaac's future, all right? The, the one that was promised to Abraham and Sarah. He, that, that son was born, and now it was time for that son to uh, simply find a wife. And so Abraham's servant, was uh, he honored and feared God so much that he made a promise, he made an oath before the Lord to help uh, Isaac to locate that wife. And that's exactly what he did. Hallelujah. He didn't want to go back and, into the, uh, the land of his own country and try to find a wife. Uh, in other words, uh, the foreign country. But he wanted to go into the land of his father's house, the land where God had directed him to go. And then God will send his messenger to guide and help you to find a wife of your son, my son. And if for some reason the woman is not willing to follow, then, of course, the Lord would uh, uh, guide him in another way. But the faithfulness and the amazing love of God got, caused that servant to be guided, hallelujah, to the, uh, to the right woman at the right place at the right time amazing, all right? And the servant was able to say his prayer. He said a prayer before the Lord, and he asked God for guidance, all right? And the Lord did just that. Before he could even finish his prayer, verse 15 says, it happened that Rebecca, the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah, and Neonor's son, Neonor, you remember, was Abraham's brother, approached a spring with her water jar on her shoulder, she was what? Very beautiful and still a virgin. No man had ever touched her. 
He watched her go down to the spring field of her job and come back up the hill. The servant wasted no time. He ran down to meet her, all right? And he said, please, what? Give me a little water to drink from your job. And he, uh, Rebecca said, yes, Lord, I'll give you some water. Drink, Lord. She quickly lowered, what, her job onto her hand and tipped it for him to drink. After she finished giving him water, she offered to do more. I'll draw some water for your camels, too. I'll make sure to drink the that they all have something to drink according to what they need. She quickly emptied her jar, and as you see, the carriage story just leads on, and it just helped him to understand that this was the guidance and the leading of the Lord, the eternal one, all right? And so what happened was he took out uh, the things, uh, he took a gold nose ring weighing about a fifth of an ounce, plus two gold bracelets, uh, for her arms. Wow, isn't that something? God causes the, the person that's been guided to come to you who praying for the guidance and then uh, you receive a blessing. Isn't that something? God has provision. He's provided. He's blessing. He's already opening doors. He's already making ways for this uh, need to be met. And when God does something, guess what? He don't have to do it, all right? So a lot of us, we just had to do it, or we got we had hearted. But when it comes to God, He gives you His all. He gives you His amazing whole heart. Hallelujah! And He wants His whole heart, uh, our whole heart. Just give Him your all. Hallelujah! Give Him your all. Yes, and I tell you, you will never regret it. This uh, dear uh, daughter was being blessed already. God guiding. That's another thing. Don't. Don't be, don't you be doing all the surging, beautiful young women. You let God cause that filled, God-fearing man to come to you. Let him come to you. He's going to come to you. God's going to lead and guide you into, uh, him into the truth of meeting you. Of course, if that's not your desire, then you probably see him walk right by you. But if you have a desire for whatever it is before the Lord, God has a way of bringing it right to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't want, to, don't want to miss that. I want you to understand that. Yeah, and so the servant said, please, whose daughter? Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? Rebecca, uh, she said, I am the daughter. Of the she just told him who she was. All right? We have plenty of straw and feed, uh, and feed for your camels and also a space for you to spend the night. Yeah, there's room. God just makes room. Amazing. And the servant, what? Bless the eternal one, the eternal God that we serve. All right? He has not failed, what? To show his loyal love and faithfulness to my master. For the eternal has led me directly to the house of my master's relatives. God will lead and guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. Now, some of that truth you may not think is good for you, but if God says he'll lead and guide you into all truth, he will lead and guide you into all truth, and he knows what's best for you. Hallelujah. Just think about that. Does God really know what's best? I know sometimes our actions show that, but we have to just say, God, I trust you. God, I believe you. I know your word is true. I'm willing to put you to the test. And God, every time, will prove to us that he will never lead and guide us wrong. Amen. He will lead us. 
and guide us into all truth. So hallelujah. As we continue in this chapter, we see that the servant was led to the house of uh, uh, the family of Abraham, his brother, hallelujah, and his wife. And that's where God completely confirmed that Rebecca was for Isaac. Wow. Amazing love. Genesis 24 again reveals how what the eternal had blessed Abraham, his entire household, the servants, and all that he possessed. Abraham was what? Blessed by God in every imaginable way. I just stressed that again. Genesis 25, what reveals in part how the eternal blessed Abraham uh, to marry again. Hallelujah. Sarah passed in 24. Hallelujah. Sarah went on to be with the Lord. Oh, and Abraham had to uh, find a place for her to be buried. And but he found it. God caused him to have favor. And he didn't just, you know, he didn't, didn't he had some conflict at first, but God brought peace. God brought order to the whole situation. Amen. Um, that amazing, amazing. Abraham's trusted servant. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, Rebecca followed him back. And then at the same time, Rebecca looked up and she saw Isaac. So that was an amazing thing in 24. All right. But Sarah did pass during that time. And of course, Isaac brought Rebecca into his mother's tent and he took her as his wife. He slept with her. He grew to love her deeply. And in this way, Isaac found comfort in the loss of his mother. Yep, he found comfort. But as we go on, Abraham married again. And had, I believe she had six children, and then there were grandchildren. Amazing. Wow. And of course, Abraham gave everything he owned still to Isaac because he was the firstborn. All right. But he also blessed his other children. He blessed those sons. He gave them gifts while they were still alive. I mean, while he was alive. And then while he sent them away, he sent them away to the east far away from what would now be his son Isaac's household. And I think he did that to just prevent confusion, to prevent conflict. Because sometimes the siblings, they say, I should have more than you. I, I deserve the same thing you are. You, are, you get it, you know. But that's not, God is the one that makes that decision, of course. And then God, what, gives us as parents the ability to discern what's best. Amen. And then, of course, it's important to know, seek God to the point where you know what's best. Seek what? Ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat it. You can't miss it when you're seeking God. Seek God. Hallelujah. Put him first in all that you do, as Proverbs 3, what, 5 and 6 says. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And then God will, what, crown your efforts with success. Hallelujah. He didn't say he's going to crown them with no mess. He said he's going to crown them with success. All right. And God don't give no jump. Okay. And he won't bless you with no junk if you don't give him no junk. Give him your best. And I promise you, his best will multiply as you never imagined. Mind, body, spirit, 
the whole person will be blessed. Beloved, what? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants the whole person to be blessed. And look how Abraham was. 175 years old, and of course, by the time he took his last breath, that man lived an awesome life. Wow. Goodness gracious. I, I think I wouldn't mind living like that. And I don't think he had a bunch of aches and pains at 125 either. I believe he was just as strong and capable and able. No, I know it's 175. I'm just saying 125. Because he made it to 175. I got you when I met, uh, said that, didn't I? Yeah, 125, he's still bumping and jumping. <laughs> you know, and having children. Because he's having babies. Cheeseburgers. What's going on with Abraham? And we are his sons, and we are from his heritage. Right old age, lived a full life. Goodness gracious, he's getting me fired up. And then, of course, there was a blessing that there was a blessing on Isaac, and then there was the blessing on Ishmael. Ishmael fathered, he had 12 sons. They became the princes of 12 villages, camps, and named after Ishmael. He lived only to the age of 137. And then what? When he breathed his last and died, he joined his ancestors in death. But his descendants settled in regions from Hibbalah to Shur, opposite Egypt in what? The direction of Assyria. They lived, what? On fringes of civilization. So it seemed like to me they never really were established. You know, they lived, but they weren't as established. I don't know if they actually owned land, controlled things. You know, Abraham, from the beginning, was buying land. And he bought that land. And I think he controlled everything that he bought and controlled. He, he controlled it. He owned it. And I think God wants us to own some things, you know, in this world. Of course, number one is nothing should be put before him. Amen. Amen. So, you know, then it says what? The lineage of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was, of course, his father. And what? Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, and uh, Aramean of Padan Aram. I'm having a little trouble with these words, but I'm going to say them anyhow. Sister of Laban and what? Uh, the Armenian. Isaac prayed. Now, there's is again. Isaac is praying. He's praying, right? Because his wife was barren for 20 years. Boy, can you go? Can a woman, what, can, what does a woman go through to go through 20 years of being barren? Hallelujah. And then God steps in when somebody that believes in prayer, you believe in prayer, and you believe in God answering your prayer, and then he does answer that prayer. Hallelujah. The prayer of faith. Hallelujah, shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise you up. And if there's any sin that's committed, uh, it shall be forgiven. So Abraham, Isaac, Abraham had right relationship with God. Isaac had right relationship. I don't know if Ishmael had right relationship. I pray that he did, because it doesn't say it here in the word of God. But he certainly lived his life. And then he, when he lived his life, he died, all right? And notice he, was on, he lived only 137 years, all right? I don't know if the time span was being shortened because of sin. That might have been it. But the bottom line is that 
that there was a difference in Isaac and Abraham. Did I stress that blessing? Did I stress it? Oh, it's in 26. It's in 26. I'll stress it in a minute. All right. So as we look at this, uh, uh, the eternal blessed Abraham, uh, she birthed and, uh, those six children, grandchildren, and then what? Abraham, uh, he lived to be 175 and breathed his last breath. Everything what? To Isaac, uh, he gave gifts to the sons, as I said, and then uh, from the household. And then, of course, that was a full life. God is amazing. That's what I'm really trying to stress. The love of God is amazing and it never fails. All right. From that point, Isaac at 40 years old, Rebecca birthed twins. And those twins struggled while in the womb. Hallelujah. And Rebecca wanted to know why. She prayed too. She said, Lord, why is this going on? Why? And then God gave her an answer. God will give you an answer. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. This is so extensive, Church. I, I just I just wish I had another session to go on with it. But I'm trying to, I'm trying my best here with it. And I thank the Lord that God gave her that answer. What? Uh, two nations divided in the future. One would be stronger than the other, and the older would what? Serve the younger. And that's where Esau and Jacob came into the picture. All right. Jacob saw Esau's weakness as we go on. And what happened? He deceived him. He deceived him. And of course, he had, uh, Jacob had so much favor, you know, favoritism. Had that favoritism with his mother. You know, Esau had, I guess he was favored by his father. But of course, um, it goes on here and it says that uh, uh, they deceived uh, Esau lost his uh, birthright, took advantage of him, causing Esau to sell his birthright for a bowl of stew and a piece of bread. Wow, that must have been some good stew, huh? <laughs> that was some good stew, or he had made some mama's homemade bread or something. <laughs> but whatever it was, don't let yourself be drawn by just the, the earthly and the beggarly and the, you know, it might be great, awesome, wonderful things on this earth, but do not let these things of the flesh draw you beyond what should be in the spirit. The spiritual uh, food is more important. Hallelujah. Contemptuously is the word I was looking at here too. Contemptuously uh, means that um, this happened, this was in the case of Esau. He just didn't really realize and care about the value of his birthright. You got to really have a concern about the things in your life, the, the things that mean something. And if God is in your life, that's more important than anything. If Jesus is there, what if you lose it all? You lose everything and you got Jesus. Do you know what's most valuable? That's, that's contemptuous. That's contempt. And when you just simply don't care about nothing, feel the feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless and deserving scorn, you're not even respected. You know, I don't know if that happens to a lot of parents and a lot of children. The children are contemptuously. They're contemptuously uh, treating and living around their parents. 
they're not showing them respect. They're not valuing the importance of the relationship. Do you know I brought you into the world? Huh? And I'll take you out. <laughs> I'm telling you. And my mama would backhand you quick. Then my dad would make you dance with the bell. Dance, 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 dance. I'm telling you, by the time you got through, you had some whoops on you, just as sure as you see that red rubber band. You had some whips on you. Mama didn't play. Mama said, go out there and get them switches, because you need to realize I'm the one brought you in this world. And when I tell you to do something, you need to do it. And when God, God's the one that brought all of us into the world. And when we do something, when, when God tells us to do something, we need to pay attention. Amen. Pay attention. Hallelujah. Not just, uh, not just let it go in one ear and out the other. Otherwise, you're going to have some money come in the pocket and then you're going to have the biggest hole because everything's going to fall right out. You ain't going to never be able to hold on to nothing. And that might have been the case with uh, Ishmael. I pray that somehow he had a relationship with God. I pray that, you know, he didn't lose it, you know, when I think about it. But that's the way Esau was. And Esau had to learn a tough lesson. He had to learn that, that you can't just uh, put stuff aside that's important and valuable because he lost everything. He lost it all. Oh, boy. And he was in tears. He was disappointed. He was really frustrated after that. Yep. As we go into 26, there was a famine in the land. And, of course, that famine caused uh, everything to change. All right? But Isaac... His son uh, went to the land of Gerar, and he appealed to King Abimelech, all right? But he did the same thing that his father did, and that was to tell uh, the king that uh, this is my sister, his wife, Rebecca. He said, I was afraid y'all were going to kill me, you know? So I said she was my sister, but it's amazing how the grace of God and the favor and the love of God poured into that. Because the, the Lord blessed Abraham, and then he blessed Isaac to survive the same thing. The king was afraid, and the king uh, said, I see what? She's your wife. Why did you say this then? She's my sister. And Isaac said, I was sure you was going to kill me. I was sure I would die because of her. What's the matter with you? That's what the king said. What have you done to us? One of my people might easily have slept with your wife. And then you would have brought great shame and guilt upon me and my kingdom. Yeah, I'm telling you, whoever or so much as touches this man or his wife will be put to death. Same thing like with Abraham. You got to understand you are precious in God's sight. Say that with me. I'm precious in God's sight. Say it again. I'm precious in the sight of God. I'm his child. And, it, and I don't want I don't want to cause any hurt and harm to anybody else, and I don't want any harm and hurt to come to me. Uh, if, you know, if uh, if I have to live in this world, I want the favor, I want the blessing of the Lord. That's what I want. So God, uh, Isaac was able to survive that. He was able to go on, even though uh, he had so much opposition working against him all the time. Yep. Let's go on. I tell you, I wrote all this stuff out. <laughs> I hand wrote all this out. All right. So seeking and praying, uh, uh, seeking and praying hard, 
uh, towards a loving and faithful God is how Isaac was what? Able to follow the eternal instructions and guidance all throughout this chapter to overcome what? Life's challenges he faced with the king, the people of the land of Gerar. Of course, note, please note now how in verse 12, it, it shows what? The provision and the blessing of the eternal upon Isaac for sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds, and then reaping a hundredfold in that one year of the things that were planned, the things he sowed into, the things he gave into. And it's not all money, church, but it's definitely just giving from your heart, giving your prayers, giving your time, giving your concern, giving a smile, even when you don't feel it, giving a visit, you know, these things God honors, visiting those who are hungry, helping them, feeding them, hallelujah, visiting those behind the prison bars. Oh, some things we may not feel so comfortable with doing, but if we'll do them, I'm telling you, we will be blessed. Hallelujah. We'll be blessed on this earth and then in the world to come. Hallelujah. Because it's not just for this earth, but it's for the world to come. As it became very rich, Prosper and prosperous, he prospered more and more until he what became very wealthy. Even the king was threatened. The king was jealous by his prosperity. Oh, you got more than me. Oh, whoa, what's going on, Isaac? Oh man, um, I think you better go. And, and Isaac had to go. He had to leave because it would have been conflict. Would have been jealousy. Would have been confusion would have been possibly every evil work. But God showed that when it's time to go, you go. Hallelujah. There's times when you got to go. Amen. But most of all, pay attention. Listen to the Lord. Seek him. Be sensitive to the God's uh, the guidance. The Holy Spirit is in you, and he's leading you. He's guiding you. He's working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so as it went on. He went on. And of course, uh, the, the area where he went, one of the special areas was called Rehoboth. R-E-H-O-B-O-T-H -E means wide spaces the eternal God has provided for you and me. He has provided for us. And so God even made what? Isaac's opposers and possible enemies to what? Be at peace with him. And his what household, his servants, everything he possessed. Because sometimes people see all that you got and they hate you just because of what you got, just because of what they see, you know. But you can get most of all, they may hate you what? Because you say Jesus is in your life, because you show Jesus is in your life. Be prepared for that. Because they, they they're gonna they, the devil number one is man. And of course, if anybody that's not saying I love Jesus, it's possible that. The enemy is influencing him. And so he could be to the point where he wants to hurt you. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to war against you. But God will cover you. He will protect you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will establish your way. And that's what Proverbs 16, 7 says. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Amen. Amen. God's amazing love, his goodness, his mercy, his kindness, his protection, the great liberator, what? 
is also a mighty warrior. And what? He fights for you and he wins. Say that with me. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, I'm going to try to uh, finish this out. It's so powerful. I just got, I'm just getting fired up here. I'm getting fired up. Woo! Love never fails. And God is truly an amazing God. I'm telling you. That's why I was playing the song. That's why I'm saying it. Abba Father, he is there for you. He wants you to call on him. Hallelujah. As they did in these scriptures. Uh, you what? Have received a spirit of adoption whereby you can cry, Abba Father. Romans 8 talks about it. You can cry out to the Lord. And I assure you, he will hear and answer. All right, chapter 27 reveals again what? The great love because sure mercy of the eternal <clears throat> Jacob, whose name what? Meant surplanter, deceiver with his what? Mother's help deceived Isaac in his old age and he had bad eyes. He couldn't see. He had bad eyes at that time, so he couldn't even see. But bottom line is, even though he heard, his, his hearing was probably not that well. And so, that, that special requested meal by Isaac was prepared and brought to him uh, by Jacob, though. It was brought by, uh, brought by Jacob when it was supposed to be Esau. And Isaac, what, believed that he was pronouncing the blessing upon the blessing of Abraham on Esau. But it was Jacob. Wow. Amazing. And so when Esau came with, <clears throat> with his special meal, expecting his father to bless him and wanting him to eat, he couldn't eat. And he couldn't bless Esau with the same blessing. Wow. Amazing. And so the blessing had been given to Jacob through deceit. But I want you to understand that deceit did not prevail in this case. Why? Because the grace of the Lord was at work. Hallelujah. The deceit that could stop the blessing of, of the Lord spoken, it could not. I believe that what? God's grace and love was abounding in this situation. And that's the word of God. Romans 5. Amen. Talks about it. Um, moreover, what? The law entered in that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, Grace did abound more. That as what? As sin hath reigned unto death, even so grace, and of course you can put love in there too, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Esau hated Jacob for this, and he determined he was going to kill him. But God still did an amazing work in both of their lives. All right, the eternal had a plan of love. Hallelujah. Please read those chapters, meditate in those chapters. Hallelujah. 28, I mean, 28 and 29 also bring it out. But I'm going to try to cut this off. I just want you to understand the amazing love of God, the amazing work by our awesome God of love. Amen. Isaiah, what, 53, 3 to 6 says what? We despise him and rejected him, a man of sorrows, acquainted what? With bitter sweet grief. Bitter sweet grief. Wow. 
we turned from our we turned our backs on him and looked what the other way when he went by. Jesus was going by, and we just act like we didn't know him. There's contempt again. He was despised that we didn't even care. Yet it was our grief he bore, our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his what his uh, troubles were punishment. For, he he's being punished because he he did wrong. She did wrong. That's why you're going through that. But Jesus had not sinned. Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. And he, to this day, he is the righteous one. He's the holy one. Yes, he is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's the righteous one. Oh, but Jesus took it on himself for us. Yes, he did. For his own sins, Jesus took it on for us. Yes, he did. What? He was wounded and bruised for us, our sins. He was chastised that we might have real peace. What? He was lashed and beaten that we might be healed. We, every one of us, have strayed away like sheep. We left God's path to follow our own. How many of us are follow, just follow perfectly? Just, oh God, I, I'm going this way. And I'm going the way God want me to go. And all of a sudden you fall flat on your face because you realize you were not going the way God wanted you to go. I'll give you one little story here. It says, I heard a true story about a man who operated a drawbridge. At a, at a certain time, every afternoon, he raised a bridge for a ferry boat to go by and then lowered it in time for a passenger train to cross over. He performed this task precisely according to the clock, all right, precisely every day. Amazing how he did it. One day he brought his son to work so he could watch, brought his son to work, all right, and as his father raised the bridge, the boy got so excited and wanted to take a closer look. Dad, can I get a closer look? Can I see it? Can I see it, Lord? Can I see it, Dad? His father realized his son was missing and began looking for him. To his horror, his son had come dangerously close to the bridge's gears. Frantic, he wanted to go rescue him. But if he left the controls, he wouldn't be back in time to lower the bridge for the approaching passenger train. He faced a dilemma. If he lowered the bridge, his son would be killed. If he left it raised, hundreds of others would die. He watched the passenger train with the, oh, let me, let me not miss that. He knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. It with tears streaming down his face. He watched the passenger train roll by. On board, two women chatted over tea. Others were reading the newspapers. All were totally unaware of what had just took place. The man cried out, don't you realize I just gave my son for you? But they just continued on their way. And this story is a picture of what happened at the cross. God gave up his beloved son so that we might live. Most people, however, don't give it a second thought. How about you? Are you conscious of the ultimate sacrifice God has made on your behalf? He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I can keep on. I tell you, I can keep on. But what an amazing love from the Father. Hallelujah. And the Lord is still saying he'll wipe every tear from your eyes one day. He's able to do more for you than you could ever possibly imagine. 
his death was the ultimate expression of the love of Jesus for you. Oh, I bless you, Lord. I bless you. I thank you and I love you and I praise you today. I give you all the praise and all the glory for this word. And Lord, I, I, even though I have not finished, I know that you, you basically want me to stop right now because you are moving by your love. You're moving by your power. You're moving by your spirit. Your word, Lord, is just transforming us in and out. You're just bringing healing miracles where we need you the most, Father. And then for that one that does not know you, I pray that they would say yes to Jesus today. I pray that they would open their hearts and surrender all. And God, you would just come in and just prove to them that you are truly amazing and your love never fails. Hallelujah. Drive out the enemy, Lord. Drive out the confusion. Drive out that turmoil, Lord, and give them your peace. Give them your love, Lord, as only you can. We love you for that, and we praise you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.